before we get things started today, I just want to say rest in peace to Riley Gale, lead singer of Power Trip. It's just sad to see someone so influential go so early. I literally just am so bummed just seeing all my friends uh, post their interactions or share their stories and talk about what Riley meant to them. It's, it's just so sad to me. Like I, I should see it's, it's really hard for me to do this right now, but I just hate seeing so many people sad. And I, I, I just seriously, it's just such a bummer and like a huge blow to the hardcore community and even outside the hardcore community. Power Trip is one of those bands that transcended, got bigger than hardcore, and it's it's just insane to me that uh, just th- that this is where we're at right now. And I just never thought I'd have to talk about this. It's just seriously such a bummer. So for everybody out there that's hurting, I'm here for you. If anybody needs to talk, if you got my number, call me, text me, message me, whatever. I'm here for you. Today's episode is brought to you by From Within Records. I want to say a huge thank you to everybody that has shown the Once in Unity comp support. The CD sold out. Thank you to everybody that pre-ordered a shirt that should be coming to you soon. And From Within Records, they're working on getting vinyl pressed. It was such a positive response from the comp that vinyl will be pressed. As soon as I get more information, I'll let you guys know, but seriously, thank you from the bottom of my heart for everybody that came out, showed support, streamed it, purchased the CD, pre-ordered a shirt, posted about it on social media. Definitely means a lot. And on today's episode, this is the first, we traveled to Germany, talked to Claudius. He plays guitar in a band called Tides Denied. I was seriously so surprised that this band has been around since... 2015 and i was just in the dark fuck i said 2015 excuse me i meant 2014 and i I just been in the dark i i I just had no idea that this awesome band from germany was doing this awesome youth crew style and i praise claudius and all of his bandmates on doing their band because it just seriously sounds amazing I'm, i'm such a fan so i i reached out and I was lucky enough to be able to sit down and talk to Claudius on how the band came together, what's going on out there in Germany when it comes to hardcore, his international touring. It was really fun for me to reach out to an awesome international band that I think more people should be listening to. If you're not familiar, head over to their band camp, check out their song on the Youth Crew 2020 comp, Stuck in a Dream. Make sure to go check out their full length that they released back in November of 2018 titled The Steps You Take. Seriously, such an awesome band. And I can't wait for the day that they come to the United States or the day that I make the trip over to Germany. So please, without further ado, welcome Claudius to the show. and we're live welcome to the podcast claudius hey nice to meet you dude this is this is insane i feel like this is the the first time i'm having a band on from your area so this is really exciting for me yeah cool thanks for asking yeah so i'm gonna kind of give you like a quick story on how i found out about your band i was just doing some research trying to figure out who would be cool to have on the podcast and i stumbled upon that uh, youth crew compilation and uh, I was just checking it out and you know your band came up and I, I was just super surprised I'm like who the hell is this band like why do they sound so good and how come I've never heard of them and then I started doing my research dig- like started digging a little deeper and I-, I find out that you guys have been around for a while you guys are from Germany yeah. and it was just like such a trip to me that I've been just like you know just kind of like in the dark about your band for so long yeah but I don't I uh, think that you're alone with that because especially in the US in the US uh 
not many people know us, I think. Okay, so... Uh, it, towards Europe a lot, in Germany, uh, but yeah. Yeah, so for me, being in hardcore for so long, I, I feel like I've just kind of been in the dark about like a lot of international bands and one thing that i found i'm you know pretty awesome about you guys you guys being from germany uh your songs are in english so i i felt like that was uh, something that i i could relate to and uh, just kind of easily like you know follow along and actually understand the songs can you talk about yeah. uh why you guys decided to uh you know, do your songs in english um i think that's uh pretty obvious because if you just sing in german just people in Germany will understand it, and uh, for most of the people, uh, yeah, it's hard to to know what we're singing. And otherwise, it's um, I think it's more common to play hardcore with English lyrics for us, even like we all listen to uh, a lot of international bands, and they all sing in English. Um, yeah, for, for us, there was no question about singing English or German. It was from the beginning it was clearly that, clear that we want to sing in English. Okay. And I kind of want to just take it back to the very beginning. You guys put your first release out in uh, 2014, but I was just curious how you found hardcore and how you guys decided to start Tides Denied. Uh, yeah, 2000. 14, we released our first 7-inch uh, called Remedy on Backward Records and before we did a, a self-released um, demo and yeah, how we started Tights Night was um, actually three of us um, now playing Tights Night are from the same town, the same village and we were friends like forever and uh, yeah, we discovered punk and hardcore, even in this uh, countryside. And um, then we, before before Tried Tonight, we, we played in two different bands, uh, Jonathan and me. Um, we played in a punk band, and Justus, our singer, played in another, in another one. And after those two projects, we're like a bit worn out. I don't know. We we wanted to start something new, and um, yeah, we started Tight C Night um, with uh, Justus singing. He was playing guitar before, and yeah, that was when we started Tight C Night. And I'm so curious. Uh, is there a, a pretty big hardcore punk scene where you're at because for me to think about you being so far away and knowing about something that it just seems so regular to me i'm just curious uh, how did you uh, find out about it all the way out there in germany uh no it's no no real uh hardcore scene in our hometown it's like really on the countryside uh, in western germany and uh the nearest city is kassel if you know that, it's quite in the middle of Germany. And you, there's a band, or there was a band called the Rikers. You know them? Uh, no, I'm not familiar. Okay, but they, were, they had a huge impact uh, in the 90s, in, in Europe at least. Uh, but that was not a band that we uh, yeah, were influenced by or something like that. that was too far away from, from our town. To say that they were, that this is our hometown or something. We just uh, discovered punk music uh, in a youth youth center in our town, where some punk punk rock bands and all other kind of like heavy guitar music was playing, and yeah, it just developed over the years. Then. Um, it was about 2009-2010. The um, band started. It was 20-30 kilometers from our hometown, and um, they were doing like this uh, more old-school hardcore sound. 
and that we never heard about uh, before. And I was uh, pretty hooked by the, the demo they did. And yeah, they, they set up, this band set up uh, a, lot of sh a lot of shows there. And yeah, we, we traveled to them and saw some more underground hardcore bands. Um, at that time was, I remember, uh, Broken Teeth, uh, or Xibaba from the US even played there. Uh, Expire once and Survival. Cornered played there, some Euro bands. Yeah, that was when we, yeah, dig deeper and had more like these underground bands. Uh, yeah, and up from then, we started playing shows by ourselves from 2012. Yeah. That's uh, pretty interesting to, to hear some of those um, American bands that made it all the way out there. But I, I'm more interested in you mentioned that band Survival. I, I've seen so many yeah. of their videos on, on YouTube and I I'm, was just really sad that I never got a chance to see them. So uh, it, it's, it's cool to hear somebody uh, mention them because I'll ask around um, you know, people here in the States every now and then if they've ever heard of Survival. And most of the time people don't know what I'm talking about. So just hearing you mention them <laughs> just uh, you know, just gets me excited because I, I thought they had such an awesome sound and had a lot of like, you know, yeah. cool shows. And I just wish they were still around. Yeah, it was definitely one of my favorite bands uh, with that sound. And I saw them. I think just once uh, in that little town, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, this they had just I don't know two, two seven inches and a demo. Yeah, e Man. everything was brilliant. I love it. <laughs> yeah, same here. But yeah. okay, so you guys, uh, you mentioned started uh, playing your guys' uh, own shows. At what point did you feel like people started to catch on and really uh, get your band? Um, with that demo, we through this uh, uh, this other band setting up the shows. I just told you uh, we were we were getting friends with them, and they invited us to their shows, and we did some shows after in our town, and we connected with uh, pretty quickly with some other bands, and then they said, "Yeah, it's." come to our to our city and play show there um there was a but everything on a really low level and local shows i don't know 30 to 50 people and um yeah we toured a lot with with these um the seven inch we did and after that another one um i think when it really was being recognized internationally. It was after the recording of the uh, latest LP. That was when when other people from yeah from other countries wrote us uh, that they like our sound and the songs, and we we should come to to their region. That was uh, being recognized internationally. Was definitely after the LP. The steps you take. So, uh, when you started playing uh, shows in the neighboring cities, uh, how far was that for you guys? And uh, were the scenes uh, pretty different? Were there uh, different people uh, attending, or were all the same kids from your town roll out to the shows in the other cities? Uh, it was no. It was um, uh, of course after some years we played uh, in other parts of Germany, of course. And um, I don't know how to, to describe this, but um, yeah, in Germany, if like every city is a bit different, even if some people uh, would travel to nearly every show, if there is a plan, they uh, a band they like, like or if there is a US band on tour, people come over from. Or travel, um, yeah, to a lot of cities because if you compare to the United States, you you don't have uh, such long distances. Mm -hmm. 
but for like small bands like our band people won't travel and in these cities we played there were of course local local kids um but yeah i know if it's um i always like the uh, the shows in eastern germany more i have to say it's um uh yeah it's a bit more uh punk related stuff i don't know um yeah <laughs> it's hard to tell because i don't know how um to say how to explain it to you you know mm -hmm. okay yeah I, I think i get it there's uh obviously like out here in the states things vary uh, uh, a lot based off the style of hardcore so certain scenes yeah. will be more into the more fast the youth youth crew style excuse me and then some other scenes will like favor the more like heavier uh, more breakdown yeah. centered stuff so uh it, it just depends on yeah. where you're going. I think you can't say this about Germany. Like you have uh, this Western part, you have this kind of sound, or mm -hmm. uh, more in the South, you have this kind of sound. It's every region has different bands playing heavy hardcore, youth crew hardcore. Um, can't say really that. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> So you guys have been around since uh, 2014, and obviously that's like a pretty long time, uh, 2014 to now. How would you say the, the scene has developed since you guys have uh, started Tides Denied? Um, hard to tell because now we play, didn't play a show for half a year or something. Oh, okay. so it's a True. bit far, far away, you know, mm -hmm. but uh, for us, of course, it changed because we played other shows, bigger shows um, in the last two or three years. I don't know if it changed. Maybe um, when we started, most bands were playing this trapped under ice, no warning style of hardcore. Okay. And I think uh, it's that kind of hardcore slowed down a bit and a bit more variety of, of sound was, is now in the, yeah, in the German hardcore scene or Euro European hardcore scene. Maybe that changed a bit, but, you know. I, I'm just curious. Uh, which was your guys' first tour outside of uh, Germany? Because I know you guys have traveled quite a bit. Uh, but I was just curious yeah. like, um, what that experience was like for you guys and uh, how did you guys get approached to do those tours? Um, first time outside of Germany, maybe 2015 or 14. I'm not quite sure, but that's pretty early played, on. Uh, yeah, we played uh, Poland, Czech Republic. Um, that was like small tours, one week or seven days, yeah, 10 days. Um, we booked them all by our own and, um, yeah, it was small shows, but it was a lot of fun seeing different countries, other cultures and the scenes there. And yeah, we, we really, uh, like touring and like DIY touring and that's why we toured like uh, nearly every year after that. I don't know if there's a year we didn't do a, a tour at least for one week or something. Yeah. The biggest one uh, was uh, last year. We toured uh, more um, southeast of Europe like Greece, um, Bulgaria, Romania, Croatia, Bosnia. That was really crazy adventure, like seeing so many countries in such a short time uh, was really great, great to be or to do this like throughout 
being in a band, playing shows, to see so many places. That's pretty cool. I'm just, I'm just really curious because I literally had no idea that there was like hardcore in those places. Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> like, okay, so you're from Germany and um, getting shows in like Greece and Bosnia and those places. Are you like in contact with promoters just over like Facebook or Instagram? Is there like you know, a thriving scene? Are there other hardcore bands like there? Because I'm, I'm just so curious because I don't think I've ever heard of uh, any bands from their area. Um. Yeah, most, most of the times it's um, Facebook or Instagram or email contacts. Um, especially on this tour, we um, we had we have a friend um, who was there the same or yeah nearly the same route he did with another band two or three years before that, um, and we yeah just got the contacts from from him and wrote to the people uh and it was um actually quite easy to book like it was 17 shows or something mm -hmm. uh, and i think it was easy or quite e easy because of that lp we dropped earlier and um yeah it's what's the what was the rest of the question sorry <laughs> oh I, I was just curious uh like the the scenes out there in uh greece and bosnia are there like yeah. other hardcore bands you're playing with or um are, is it just you guys playing uh it was uh sometimes we played alone um i remember playing croatia one date uh alone uh and in bosnia we played we were the only band but most of the most of the shows was always local support but more like a mixed lineup or even like the people attending to the shows um yeah it was a, not just hardcore kids with uh punks uh heavy metal guys i don't know like a more variety of people mm -hmm. Than just these, uh, yeah, normal hardcore kids. I think that's awesome. I, I feel like, uh, like in, in those areas, they probably appreciate it a, a lot more because bands probably don't come through as often. So when they hear a band like Ties Denied coming through, they're like, "All right, cool." Like they have to be there. They have to hit the show because they probably don't know when the next one's coming through. Yeah, um, I'm not really sure like how many people really knew us before we came there. Mm -hmm. Like we played uh, with Half Heart in July last year, and like two or three months after, we played their tour, and we had a uh, lot of people on this tour saying uh, at the show coming to us, hey, "We saw you playing with Half Heart in Germany." So a lot of people from there traveled to Germany to see Half Heart, and never heard of us before, but. They saw uh, us on that Hefford shore, and after that, we came to to their country, and they came to the local show. It was pretty cool. Um, yeah, and I think you're right that um, most bands, or most like a lot of big bands, don't tour these regions, especially like um, bands from US or UK. They just uh tour germany maybe belgium netherlands and maybe one date in poland or something but that's most of the time that's it and that's i think you're right that uh, most people are more yeah psyched for a hardcore show or whatever kind of punk hardcore heavy music show yeah to just really uh thankful for bands coming there and having a good time. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, I'm trying to think of, of all the bands that I've ever followed that I knew went to Europe or Germany, and I, I, I mean, nothing comes to my mind of them playing those uh, regions. <laughs> so it's 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 pretty interesting to hear, and I, I'm glad I'm able to hear your stories about you guys traveling out there to, to play the shows because I think it's awesome. Because I feel like uh, there's hardcore everywhere. 
but uh, yeah. just some places just don't get as much exposure cuz uh, you know either people don't really talk about them or um there's really no bands from their area but it's like no matter where you're at um, there there can be good hardcore people just kind of have to do the work and just try to start bands just you know start a scene and keep it going yeah yeah of course like uh the last tour we did was in spain and people there told us the first hardcore band since a half a year Mm-hmm. coming to our city and playing a show that, that was for us it was crazy like because in germany you have not at the moment of course because of covid 19 but before you can go to a hardcore show every weekend if you live in a bigger city nearly every day this completely different yeah that, that's exactly how it is out here because uh where i live in california i, I live in orange county so I, i'm like yeah. in the middle of uh, la and san diego so when things were still happening there was always shows to go to you know tours would come through i'd have like three or four different yeah. options on which date to hit and bands were always like you know constantly like at least a you know couple times a, a week it seemed like there was always some sort of band from somewhere passing through which was always yeah. nice yeah, of course. <laughs> but I'm curious about, uh, you mentioned uh, COVID-19. Uh, how are things out there for you guys? Because uh, I'm just always curious, like, when I have people on, because for me, I, I feel like I can only, you know, know what I'm going through. Uh, I'm right here in California. And things are pretty bad. I, I think we just had, like, the record number for most cases out of all the states yeah. over here. So it, are, are things uh, good in your area or are they still pretty bad? Um, actually it's, from my point of view, it's, it's, uh, quite good here. Um, of course, um, there was some people, uh, suffering from COVID-19. Um, but overall in Germany, it's, it's really stable, I would say. Um, at the moment we have like rising numbers, but, we don't have a lockdown or something. You can go wherever you want. You have to put on a mask, but that's it, actually. Um, yeah. So they, at the moment, there are no strict uh, rules from the government or something. You can't do this. You can't do that. And everything is pretty feels pretty normal. Mm-hmm. Out here, there's like a new thing where because uh, you can't really uh, dine in at restaurants. Uh, so, yeah. so uh, the way that these restaurants have still been trying to generate income, they'll offer like takeout. But now yeah. they actually set up like patio seating like out in the street, which seems pretty crazy. Like they like put yeah. up a barricade to kind of protect you from uh, traffic, but you're still yeah. at most places just sitting like in a portion of the actual road, which is like pretty crazy to me. And yeah. and I I've, I've done it, but to me I'm just like man, this sucks, and I I can't wait till we actually get past COVID or you know find a cure or p- people just uh, you know just stop getting sick and it's, the numbers aren't yeah. so high because it's, it's just yeah I'm out here in the states it, it, it's crazy times right now because like a lot of things like aren't like you know fully open so like a lot of us are just yeah. uh, going to work or staying home but you know some people uh, you know trying to stay active we'll go to the beach or go like hiking but uh, things yeah. like movie theaters or amusement parks aren't open yeah that's uh, we had this like in april may um we had more restrictions but um after that like you can travel now here it's it's completely different mm. like you describe it like i was yesterday in a restaurant eating just with, with friends um yeah you just have to have a, a mask for most public places mm-hmm. but um yeah i'm curious uh, the yeah. restaurant that you went to were the workers wearing face masks around you or was it just like yeah. okay yeah yeah, I I went to this like pizza spot yesterday, and like it, it was like I don't know if it was part of the theme of the restaurant because it was like some uh, pizza spot and they're like themed around like the uh, four horsemen in the apocalypse and stuff. So uh, the uh, 
person working who was um, helping us they had like a like a black face mask but they also had like a a blacked out visor so like i couldn't even see their face yeah. so it was it was crazy i was like this okay. is like i was like i was just tripping out because i wasn't sure i was like huh is this really how this person's uh you know their outfit is normally or is this just part of like the theme of the restaurant i was just trying to like figure it out it, it was just really strange yeah this is a strange times at the moment yeah. i hope uh we get a cure sometime i don't know maybe beginning of next year something and things were getting more normal again. Do you remember the last show you went to before uh, the whole pandemic started? Um, we were in the middle of a tour, actually. Oh, wow. When, when it started. Uh, we were in, in Spain uh, and we we're, were about to go to Portugal. And like when we started the tour seven days earlier in Germany, um there was um COVID nineteen news all day, like more rising numbers here and there and but none of us were thinking like, oh shit, we have to stop now or this is it would turn out like like it did. Mm -hmm. Uh and so we went on on the tour and all the shows until uh yeah well, Thursday, I guess, we played seven shows. All of them were, were great. People were coming. No one was, yeah, speaking like seriously about, uh, over COVID-19. More like, uh, yeah, this is a, like a flu or something. And, um, then we went, we were in Spain. Um, and, I think we were in Vigo in the west western part of Spain and the government um, said uh, from the next day on you can't go outside just if you need something from the supermarket or the pharmacy and all the shows after that were cancelled and yeah so we, we had to decide uh, that we leave first and so the next day we uh yeah we drive home and we i don't know it was a 24-hour drive or something <laughs> pretty long and because we 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 wanted to uh go fast um towards home uh because they were saying like uh the borders are closing stuff like that so we were really in a hurry to come home yeah that was the last show we played in march yeah that's crazy yeah i i would be worried too to want to get home and not get trapped in some other country and not really have anywhere to go because that would be such a crazy situation to be in yeah of course uh i don't know if it would really be like uh if a German citizen not coming home to your country, I know if it really would have been like that bad, but of course we were frightened about it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally understand that. Uh, but that's crazy in the middle of a tour. See, the last show I went to, uh, it, it was also like, uh, it was like early March. It was like the first or second weekend of March. And yeah. uh, we, we knew about COVID. COVID was, uh, you know, already in the news but it wasn't as yep. serious uh, as it got. Uh, the lockdown hadn't started happening. So we all went to the show. Yep. Everybody knew about it, but it, it just wasn't like something that we were super cautious about. It, it just seemed like a yep. normal vibe, but it was like yep. the, the following week is when things kind of kicked up and uh, you know, the news and the government kind of announced like, yeah, like, like we got to get this lockdown in and try to slow the spread. And, and then after that, it's just like, yep, there hasn't a, been a show out here like a, like a real show there's been like a couple of secret shows which uh, it's just mm. crazy in my opinion but uh, yeah. uh that was like the last like actual show that, that i went to and it's, it's crazy to think about because that night that i was there not once did it ever cross my mind that that would be the last show uh you know potentially for the yeah. whole year because like here we are in the middle of august and yeah have not attended a single show which is so crazy to think about yeah it was the same same here like couldn't even imagine. I was like, even 
weeks after that and uh, people like like craziest things on news on the news uh, I didn't even imagine uh, or I thought yeah I don't know in two months or something or in summer we'll get better and we play shows again but yeah didn't turn out that way yeah it's crazy uh, here we are uh, you know we're like in the middle of summer and <laughs> seriously nothing's yeah. going on. Like everything's gotten canceled. Um, but you know, yeah. I was just trying to stay positive and just hope that things come uh, sooner than later. How is it for you? Like uh, job wise, what is it, does it affect you in any, in any way? No, no, to, to, to be honest. Uh, and, and this is also why I, I always feel like I have uh, like, like a skewed perspective on this whole situation because uh, my day-to-day has uh, hasn't changed I, I, I still have my corporate job still working Monday through Friday uh, yeah. and I just like literally just the only real difference is I just had to kind of figure out uh, different things to do in my free time just because not a lot of things yeah. are open so just you know picked up some new hobbies uh, started and weird enough is um, in the middle like right when the pandemic started I used to do the podcast only part-time uh, and then yeah. I just switched to recording full time. So I had a full schedule of, uh, you know, podcasting. So I, I just, you know, like I said, kept busy with that, but, uh, work wise and everything else it just hasn't really changed. So, uh, yeah, things just seem like kind of normal to me still, but, uh, just like a couple things different here and there. Yeah. yeah. What about you? Did yeah. it, did it affect you, uh, at all? No, uh, not really because I started, um studying uh two years ago and yeah the last semester was online and i was basically studying from home uh-huh. so personally I, I was not infected by COVID 19 at all like it was of course it was weird but it was uh for me it was okay to stay at home and work from here it's nothing too bad actually yeah that's crazy but i i definitely know some people who have definitely uh, you know lost their jobs uh had to find uh, yeah. new work and uh, yeah it, it's it's crazy it's definitely affected a lot of people differently yeah of course like we're here in a like a lot of people in germany very privileged situation not having any problems from or both problems but not like life-threatening problems from this. Mm-hmm. Um, there were parts in, in uh, Europe where it was much more worse, like in Italy, for example. Oh yeah, and yeah, and Italy. That's somewhere you guys have played before, right? Oh no, Italy is uh, one of the countries we we didn't play. Until now, like we Spain, we played in Spain mm-hmm. uh, when when the lockdown happened or the restrictions started. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This... And after that, it was uh, getting really bad in in Spain as well. Like in Madrid, they had a, a much more strict lockdown where they can't go outside at all, like just for supermarket or pharmacy uh just curious have you ever been to the united states no no never okay that's wild do you have any like uh you know dreams of ever coming out here to to visit go on vacation or maybe tour oh yeah if we have the occasion to tour or something i think yeah you probably do that yeah if it if it's like we can afford it then yeah of course and um our drummer he was in new york i guess uh in january oh wow he visits uh, new york with his girlfriend yeah but the rest of us never never been to the us so that's crazy when I listened to the, the the last record you guys put out, the steps you take, I I feel like yeah, uh, 
if more people knew you guys out here, I, I feel like you guys uh, could definitely fit in and play anywhere like just that style of hardcore i, I feel like you guys do it so well and it definitely trips me out because i i, I think about it uh I, I listen to like a ton like like a ton of bands from the states and w- yep. w- when i listen to you guys and it just trips me out that there's a like a group of guys all the way out in germany that just kill the style like you guys do it so well <laughs> and i was like man i was like if people didn't know where you're from like you could easily just be oh yeah there's a a band from the states and people would totally believe that because you guys do it so well it's crazy yeah thank you thank you and where did you learn to uh, play the guitar and uh, write riffs like that like where do you get your inspiration because seriously you guys uh, and i'm not just saying that because you're on the podcast like i I definitely mean it when i say that 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 record the the steps you take it it's it's awesome yeah, thank thank you. Uh, it's nice to hear that. Um, like we learning play instruments was in our early teens, I would say. Uh, our drummer, who is my cousin, uh, he he got a drum set, and when yeah maybe he was nine or ten years old, or yeah ten maybe. Um, and after that, I don't know we were curious about playing music, writing songs. And I learned playing guitar after that um, from the cousin, from my cousin, so from our drummer. Um, He uh, played in a local band and he was really good at playing guitar. And I had like two years on a regular basis. I had um, lessons once a week. I'm playing songs like, I don't know, overall, like alternative music like Foo Fighters or Lexus on Fire, Megadeth, like, or Green Day. And when we, when we started, played a lot of Green Day stuff. And yeah, that was like the starting point. And, and after that, we, we, uh, or while learning, play an instrument we already had a band like we always wanted to play in a band for like speaking for myself um i was never the guy that sits at home just play for myself i always wanted to be in a band with other people and play together like this is um yeah for me this is the most exciting thing about making music yeah it's 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 awesome man you guys seriously do it well did you guys ever have any um thought of maybe getting like a a u.s release for the record um for the steps you take you mean yeah yeah. um not really like we have no offer or something like that and we were yeah we were satisfied with the outcome in in europe Mm -hmm. Uh, released uh, through Fairway Records, um, which is a, a record label in Dresden, Eastern Germany, and they uh, yeah, put it out, and it yeah, was well, well received, I guess, in, in, in Europe or Germany. Um, but we don't have any plans, like, putting it out in the U.S. If, in, would be cool, of course, but we don't have particular plan or something. Okay, if anybody maybe, listening, maybe, maybe, maybe we do it with the next release or something. But okay, no, I, I, I think that would be awesome because you guys have uh, you know been around for a while, been putting in the work. I I feel like it would be awesome if you guys could could get some love out here, uh, just get some sort of release, just to kind of uh, just spread the word a little more and just get it in front of more people. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, so you guys put out the steps you take and you guys, you mentioned earlier, you played that, uh, have heart show. How'd you guys get approached to, to, to play that? Cause I feel like that, that that was a pretty big deal seeing uh, the the bands that opened up that show just cause there's a lot of eyes on, uh, have heart coming back. And it was a a big deal worldwide, not just out in your area, like out here in the States too. It was uh, like pretty crazy. Yeah, for us it was similar. Like especially for our singer, he like Hefard was his 
first band he really got into and when they asked us to play one of the reunion shows like he was really hooked and yeah the, like this i think it was the biggest biggest show we played like um not only because of so many people attending just and like the the whole like you said so many eyes on on the bands playing there and they hate uh, five six filmed the whole set put it on youtube like this is for us it's really cool to uh, reach out to many new people that didn't know us that's it's pretty awesome for us of course yeah and I'm, I'm such a nerd when, when it comes to hardcore and like i love hate five six so for him to be able to yeah. be out there and document all those bands like uh when i was on youtube looking up your guys's live sets I didn't even think about looking up those shows because he, you know, he's kind of uh, slowly released the the bands opening up for Half Heart, and he's like, you know, still yet to release actual Half Heart sets. So when I was on YouTube and I saw that he guys, or he actually got your guys to set live, I was like super stoked. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. This is like uh, another thing I can kind of get get to watch and like kind of analyze your guys's band. So I, I was really stoked that he was able yeah. to capture that because uh, Sonny, he's an awesome guy. His platform is amazing. So for you guys to be able to be on his, uh, you know, his website, his YouTube page and everything, I, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, definitely. Like huge amount of work, I think, <laughs> to do that. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think people realize how much work he actually does. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he, he does work hard and he's uh, something like that. I love about hardcore, like just his passion and what he provides to, to for everybody is, is, is amazing. Yeah, definitely. Like, um, so cool to have like so many videos uh, online, but it's not just a, a cool video. You have a great quality um, sound wise and um, yeah, it's just like, you can watch it purely and enjoy it because it's not a like a, a video film with your with your mobile or something. Mm -hmm. It's really well made. Uh, yeah. Uh, who's that person? That's a great, great project. There's that person on YouTube. I've uh, watched their their page because they, they film a lot of bands in your area. They they, they film that video of you playing that fest. Uh, God, I forgot the name of the fat salon. I, I, I gotta look it up real quick because it's gonna kill was me. Was it in the in Paris or? I think. It, what? Hold on, let me just look it up because I don't want to mess it up. Uh, let's see. Um, was it in Paris? Hold on. There's like, I can't remember. It looked like it was like in some sort of like cafe. There was like people behind you guys eating food. Yeah, it was. I think it was Paris. Yeah, and uh, I think it was Nick Trunk. Yeah, I don't know if it's if I pronounce it right, Tronco or Tronco. Yes. Nick Tronco. Yes, it was, yeah, a, uh, it was the um, break down the walls fest. Yeah. Yeah. A, yeah. Yeah. I think his quality is pretty awesome, and, and I think it's cool that yeah. uh, there's somebody out there uh, doing uh, that high quality stuff because I was able to you know tune into the YouTube page and uh, the audio was mixed well and just the you know camera angles yeah. was, like everything was like super awesome. Yeah, he uh, filmed this set from us, and um, and then he did one from weeks, he did weeks one at uh, uh, bringing it down fest as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, and that's the uh, first time we we met him, and he's a really cool guy as well. Mm -hmm. uh, he's he's from Belgium, I guess. Okay, Belgium. And um, doing a lot of shows there, obviously. Um. He filmed a lot of from the EPA Fest, if you know that one. Uh, yes, I, I've, I've actually talked to some people who who uh, played that fest um, here from the states, and I'm like, man, that's yeah. that's so crazy because like I've, I've seen a ton of videos, like you know, from like the the bigger stages and the stages in the tents. So that yeah. fest is uh, pretty huge out here. A lot of people know about that one. Yeah, yeah, I think he, he filmed some sets from this festival as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Is there anybody in like your immediate area that's doing that kind of work, like documenting shows, like whether it be like video or photography? Um, photography is like 
more common, I guess, more people doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, video, I don't know. I feel like somebody has to step up in your area to document what's going on because uh, it, it's something yeah. cool to to be able to look at, like, you know, particular points in history uh, of hardcore. Uh, so I, I feel like it would be like such a bummer if they're, uh, you know, if these times that you guys are around and doing awesome stuff with your band, like just doesn't go documented because, you know, things will get lost in time and that would just be, you know, kind of sad. Yeah. Yeah, I think there are in Germany, of course, there are people doing that, um, but not that often, like. Hateful Six is doing it like yeah he's like there at all the major going shows going to every show or yeah exactly yeah that's it's a bit different like they do it on a like uh yeah when they go to a show then they they film it maybe like but that they, they don't do it that often yeah okay so uh, I, I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I, I found out about you guys because you, you were on that uh, Youth Crew 2020 uh, compilation. Yeah. And I, I thought um, the people who put it together did a really good job. Can you talk about what that experience was like for you, how you guys got approached to, to do it and how you guys uh, came together to write the track for it? Um, the approach was was really easy, I think. Um, the... Um, Tony, it's Tony is his name from Positive and Focus Records from the Netherlands. He mm-hmm. wrote us uh, an email if we want to be part of the new um, youth group compilation, and we said, yeah, of course, it sounds cool because we knew it, of course, and like I think every two years there's a new edition, and like a lot of cool bands. Uh, are on on the compilation throughout the years and yeah the song um we wrote it i think in january or something because of no there was no january yeah yeah i think most of the song uh was written by me at home and then bringing some riffs and ideas into the rehearsal room and yeah like we mix it up pretty quickly and that was it like um justus our singer is always doing the lyrics for this and yeah yeah it was awesome i I feel like you guys did a good job like i said that's the song that stuck out to me and made me want to reach out to to you guys to have you on the podcast so I, i think you guys did a really good job and killed it on that compilation Oh, cool. Thanks. So what? That was the first song you heard from us, or yeah, the first song because I I okay. seriously cool. uh, never never heard of you guys before because uh, I, I just I feel like that's like probably like when I look at um, like me loving hardcore, I feel like that might be like the like my weakest uh, point is like I don't really dive too much into the international bands. Uh, yeah, like I, I know there's some, you know, obviously like a lot of awesome Japanese bands and then bands from Europe. Like I, I mentioned, like, you know, I, 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 I only stumbled upon survival because they, uh, I found them on YouTube cause I was watching like rotting out and like trapped in our videos. They like did a fest together. Yeah. So, like that's how I found out about them. Yeah, but yeah. then I know about bands like, uh, nasty and knuckle dust just cause they are big and they actually made it out to the States. Uh, so, yeah. So I feel like sometimes yeah, I, but, like, Oh, go ahead. Yeah. I think it's like for you. Uh, it's uh, or from from my point of view, it's it's quite normal to um, yeah to you can't you can't listen to every band or new know any band because there are so many of mm-hmm. them at the moment or in the last years and like through through the internet, I guess like you have the ability to to you listen to your music like every day and a lot of uh, things just fall under the table or yeah yeah and I, I, normal, it, yeah. And, and I feel like like uh, if I say if I didn't uh, ever stumble upon you guys and you guys uh, called it quits and then I came across your, your guys' band I, I would have been way more bummed that like how did this band be active for so long right 
this good music and it never come across my radar. So that's like something that I just, you know, it, it sucks because it, it does happen from time to time. And I, I do my best. And like it's like like you said, it's really hard to listen to everything um, to, to say that, you know, everything that's that's not true. So I just do my best to try to um, find new music um, and let it you know come to me in whichever way. Because I'm always open to, to listening to new music. So I'm, I, like I said, I love hardcore. Uh, it's yeah. what I listen to mainly. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a bummer. So I, I feel like, uh, I, I just have been wanting to open up and try to discover more international bands because it's, it's way more common for me to stumble across like a newer, uh, band from here. Cause I, I have so many friends spread across the United States. So to see a new project popped up on like Instagram or Twitter, that's way more common. That's how I'll like find out about stuff, uh, mostly. Yeah. So when it comes to the international stuff, I, I just, uh, want to do things like this like you know have you on so i can have that connection and then maybe you'll recommend me some bands and that's kind of you know like how things will grow and it'll make uh you know i'll actually have some friends down your area so i'll be able to discover things yeah. easier instead of just randomly on a comp that i stumble across from on like spotify you know yeah 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 but uh for me it happens this morning i guess uh i was reading a, a fanzine from some guys from Belgium, and they had a re review in it from a Dutch hardcore band. Um, what was the name? It was the first time I heard of them. Uh -huh. uh, and they released an album like beginning of the year. Its name is Pressure Packed, and it's like a, like a bit of Boston Strangler sound. Okay. And it's like I thought it was. Like the album is crazy. It's so good. And I just discovered it this morning and it's not far away. Like in your case, we're in Europe, you're in the USA and USA. And these people are from, from, from the Netherlands and Germany is not far. Like, yeah, sometimes it's crazy. Like the band is, uh, or the style of the band. You, you you really like but it's not on your on your radar for several mm -hmm. reasons yeah and for you being out in germany are are you pretty uh in tune with what's going on in the states when it comes to hardcore like are, are you like you know following like a certain group of bands or like how do you discover new music when it comes to hardcore like do you guys focus on what's happening in america or you guys just try to you know figure out what's going on in like uh, europe and germany um, I think I would say like the impact from U.S. bands to Europe is is really big. Like, mm -hmm. um, if there's come uh, there is a band from U.S. coming over to Europe, um, most people know them and yeah, really dig their sound. Like it's um, like people paying more attention here for. For U.S. bands or internationally bands, I would say, than to their national bands. Um, but for me, like, I, yeah, I don't, um, like, draw a line between U.S. bands or Europe bands. Like, I just discover, uh, or the music I discover. Um, through the internet, of course, and um, I listened to U.S. bands. Like the last releases I really liked was um, the Armor Seven Inch. Oh, okay. some kind of war. Okay, you know them? Yeah, they're from yeah. they're in Florida. Yeah. Okay. Or uh, another one was uh, Rule Them All. Oh, okay. The Seven Inch. Awesome band was, from yeah New York. Yeah, it was really great. But uh, there are some cool um, Euro bands, European bands. Like um, you have to check out Speedway if you haven't heard of them. Speedway, okay. Speedway, they're from Sweden. Okay, I gotta check them out. Yeah, so um, they released a uh, EP, I guess, beginning of June. All right. It's uh. Uh, youth crew sound as well, um, but modern, 
it's a really like their this is the first first output I guess they played in other bands before but under the name Speedway it's the first output and yeah it's a really great release in my opinion all right no I'm I'm definitely down I'm I'm always open to suggestions so Speedway definitely look them up and 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 I always encourage that like if there's like not a band that I've ever heard of like you know I'm not afraid to ask my friends like hey like what are you listening to these days like like you know like what's up I'm I'm trying to figure out you know get into some new bands yeah yeah I mostly we we talk about other bands music in general like in our band where we are really close friends and it's like an overall thing like we 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 talk about music like all the time i would say Uh it's awesome i get the most the most uh bands introduced by like our singer or our drummer or yeah otherwise just from friends on facebook or instagram yeah, I, I I had no idea that you and the drummer are cousins. I I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, but. yeah, it's uh, we know each other. Like he's a bit younger, but we're being friends like forever and hanging out forever. It's it's really cool to be in a band with people you know for so long, and um, yeah, being friends with it's I think really great to be in a band that has a strong connection you know yeah i i think that's really important because if you think about it being in a band like you have to deal with them like so much and then even if you think about going yeah. on tour like being stuck in a like a van with them for so many hours in the yeah. day like you have to be able to get along because if not it's just going to be a nightmare and it probably won't work out yeah and when we started i was uh I thought always I always thought like it's like in our band it's in, in every band it's like that. Like you have to be friends to be in a band, but that's not like common sense. Like always like it's people just because they have yeah, musically they 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 would do the same thing or something, but mm-hmm. uh they're not close friends. It can work out, but for me it is it's yeah, like more important to to uh, to play music with uh, people I like. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I totally get that. I, I got offered a job because I was doing merch for a band, and yeah. m- my buddy knew that I was trying to get more work like that, and he offered me uh, to, to to be a driver to like drive like the the band's bus because they had like a bus, and yeah, and I turned it down because I was like, I don't know those guys, and. <laughs> like as much fun as it sounds like it would be to you know drive this band around and uh, get to do a little bit of traveling, I I, I, I didn't yeah. want to do it and feel so alone because if I'm not friends with the people and I'm just there as like you know just being business, that's just, just not something that I like was interested in. Yeah. So yeah, it depends on the people, of course. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, like it can, it can it can be a great turnout, but yeah, it could be a nightmare. Be, yeah. Nightmare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Well, man, I'm. I would love like once COVID, uh, you know, calms down and it's uh, way more uh, controllable. I, I, I think it would be a, a crime if you guys didn't make it out to the United States at some point, even if it was just for like a uh, like a week thing or, or maybe like you know get on a fest or something. Just like I've kind of, I feel like you guys are, are are killing it. You guys are doing a great job, and I, I would love to see you guys out here. Yeah, it would be really cool. It's like we have the opportunity. I don't. I think we won't miss it. Like it was, we uh, would be really good for us to play a show or a tour, even a tour in the US. Uh-huh. Yeah, because because I, I was uh, watching you know YouTube videos and I've seen stuff on uh, Twitter. I I know I'm not the only person out here in in, in the states who, who's a fan of Tides Denied. So I, I feel like you guys yeah. have to get out here at some point. Yeah, maybe. Let's see. So before we wrap things up, is there anything you want to shout out or plug? Uh, um, shout out, I would say, to you for asking us. 
Um, it's really cool to have the opportunity to talk about Tatsy Night or, yeah, I would say most of people listening to your podcast are from the US. Yes, the, the and, majority, yeah. Yeah. And I want to say sorry for like brabbling sometimes because I have to think what I've, I want to say, you know. Mm, that was totally it's fine. hard for me to do, to do this in English, but um, yeah, thanks for asking us. Yeah. All right. Well, seriously, thank you again, Claudius. This has been awesome. Thank you guys again for tuning in. This has been another episode of the J Mary K podcast. Always on top.